The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Great, great to have everybody along. We've got a really exciting show for you tonight. We've got a returning guest, someone we've had on the program a couple of times, and we always have a great time when she joins us. Cindy McGill, Master Dream Interpreter, will be with us tonight. We'll be talking about dreams in a general sense, and then we'll take your phone calls. And we'll put those phone calls throughout the course of the evening. So I'll tell you when to start calling. But you're going to want to write down the number. And this is if you've had a dream recently, maybe when you were a kid even. Or maybe one of your children is having a dream. Or your parents. Or a friend. Whatever it happens to be, if you've got a question about dreams, tonight is the night to call. I hope everybody is being safe. We've had, we had uh, an incredibly um, devastating day for the last 24 hours anyway, with this coronavirus, 1,000 deaths or so, uh, in the United States alone. The worst is yet to come. So just be safe, be smart, and put things in perspective. Make sure you take care of your families. That's most important right now. Um, in addition to that, uh, we're here, and we've got a lot of programs that can occupy some time for you. If you go to the YouTube channel and subscribe, you'll have access to about 600 back episodes. A lot of great discussions, some of them that touch on this very topic, this whole uh, pandemic thing. We've had we've had some experts on the show that offer their opinions as to what's going on. So go to YouTube, search for JV Johnson, subscribe to the channel, and then you'll have an opportunity. There's no fee or anything. You just have to sub- hit the subscribe button. That's all it takes. And then you'll have access to all that uh, programming plus some special bonus programming on there as well. And I do want to encourage people to subscribe to the podcast version of the show. The podcast is a great way to keep up to date on what's going on because sometimes you know people can't catch the live show all of the time. So if you've subscribed to the podcast, it'll download to your smart device, whether it's your phone or your tablet or whatever it happens to be, automatically. It'll be for there for you when you're ready to listen to it. it. Used to be a time when we all commuted to work, or many of us did anyway, and we'd listen to things like uh, Beyond Reality, Paranormal. As a podcast during our commute, well, we're not, a lot of us aren't commuting, commuting, commuting right now, so, um, but we still have some time and, uh, you know, um, sitting in, in, in the living room in a comfortable chair listening to the podcast is not a bad way to have a little bit of time pass. So anyway, it's all there for you. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other places, all the major distribution points for podcasts. You can find it, and I appreciate you subscribing. And sharing it with your friends. Share the YouTube link. Share the podcast link. Let everybody know on social media what's going on here because we've got a lot of great discussions. And tonight will be no exception. As I said, we've got Cindy McGill coming on the program, Master Dream Interpreter. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash Joha. That's J-O-H-A-W. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Returning guest, Cindy McGill, she's been here a couple of times. We always have a great time when she's with us. She's a master dream interpreter. We'll be talking about dreams all night. We'll also be taking your phone calls at 
If you've had a dream that you are curious about or you just have a, a question as it relates to dreams, we'll take all of those. And again, we'll open up those phone lines in just a few minutes. Write down the number 607-282-4029. Cindy, welcome back to Beyond Reality Radio. It's such a great pleasure to have you back with us. Oh, thank you. It's always fun to be with you. It's a great time. And uh, what have you been up to? I mean, I'm trying to remember when you were here last. It's got to be close to a year anyway, maybe half, maybe seven, eight months, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was, um, I think it was around maybe just before Christmas or possibly a Thanksgiving. You know, it's, it's been a little bit. It's been, and, and the way time flies anymore, um, you know, you blink an eye and three months have gone by. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, it's just the way yeah. it happens anymore. I know. It's very true. I mean, we're already into April. We are into April. I mean, that's a third of the year is, is passed. But now we're into some very, very strange times. And probably a good um, good thing for us to do here would be open up this discussion talking about what we're facing. Um, because I'm assuming there's going to be some connections here to what you do and how you help people. But, you know, we're, we're looking at a world right now. And if we if we focus on closer to home, we're looking at a nation right now that is dealing with something that's rather unprecedented. Sure, we've had disease and we've had pandemics before, but the response to what we're doing, right, what we're seeing right now is something that we've never done before. And people are trying to find their way. What do you see that's going on? Yeah, I just, uh, I feel like that we are in some uh, very unusual times, things that we really haven't seen before. And I think what it does is it causes us to pay attention and to wake up and to begin to seek and see uh, what things are we missing. In other words, what what is it that we've um, not really known about things? This kind of came out of like a a blind side, you know. Yeah, for sure. We weren't ex- we weren't expecting anything like this, and um, and sometimes I think it's it's good for us to understand. Well, what do we do? Uh, where's our peace? Where's our truth? Where's our anchor? Uh, what who what do we hold on to in uncertain times um and uh and i think it's a, a self real uh revelation for our own lives for our families for things like that i think we begin to reassess and we take note of um what are we what have we been hanging on to or what do we think was certain it, it kind of reminds me of um a few years back, maybe, oh, gosh, it's probably 20 years now, but uh, we lived in Oregon at that time, and we, we actually experienced an earthquake, and um, that was my first earthquake. I'd never been in one before, and um, it was so uncertain. It just shook us to the core, and we thought this, we just didn't know how to handle that experience, you know, and I think that's what we're facing now. This just came out of nowhere. In fact, there's been a couple of earthquakes. Uh, you know, we used to live in Utah. There was one there. There was one in Idaho just recently. Um, and it feels like things are are um, kind of spinning out of control a little bit. Um, and I feel like we're we're beginning to to take note, reassess. Let's find out. Let's see. Um, as you know, um, you know, I, I, um, I have a, a strong um, connection, I think, to, uh, to God. That's my source. But I, I feel like people, um, I know the, the God that I serve is a very uh, present help in time of trouble. Um, so uh, I, I feel like I need to calm down. I need to be peaceful. I need to hear. 
I can't have knee jerk reactions um, and begin to, you know, um, listen better to what's going on. That's where dreams come in actually too, because a lot of times we'll get messages way before they happen uh, in dreams uh, to give us warnings about certain things. Um, and when we, when we have them, I've written about some of them in my book, uh, what your dreams are telling you, um, where, you know, several people had dreams about the Titanic sinking before it did. Um, other people had dreams. Abraham Lincoln had a dream about his own death. Um, and there are warning dreams, you know, that, that, we need to pay attention to. Yeah, and we're gonna Thanks. we're gonna we're gonna get into a, a lot of that and all of it. But I want to stick on what's happening in in the world today because I'm curious mm-hmm. about a few things as it relates to your work. Now, I mean, we we can't deny that this is what we're seeing unfold in front of us is more of a nightmare than a dream. However, yeah. you made a good point, and you said you know it it kind of like you said like you your example of being in an earthquake for the first time. Having never experienced it when you did for the first time, it makes you question everything. It makes you it, it actually makes you prioritize things a little differently, which I think mm-hmm. is a healthy process. Um, mm-hmm. It also makes you realize how precious life is one and b how um, insignificant we can be. We get a little egocentric as as humans um, as we walk around this planet, and right. this reminds us there are forces that are natural forces that uh, have a lot of power, and we, in many cases, are powerless to stop them, and uh, we're seeing that happen right now. Yeah, we are. Yeah, and I think um, that's exactly what we need to do is we need to reassess. We need to begin to to question things. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that if you seek, you will find. And um, I, I begin to um, to ask questions and find out just in my own meditation times and my times where I'm quiet, um, you know, before the creator and I want to hear what um, could be communicated to me uh, through either through dreams or just through uh, impressions that I receive about um, about things that that kind of almost like put a, a a telescope up to your eye and you can see uh, far off. You can see future things. Um, I have operated in that gift for a while. I have been able to see things before they happen, uh, which is another reason why I got into dream interpretation um, and. Um, and so I, I get very quiet in, in times like that when things are just out of control. Um, it, you know, there's there's things that I've discovered in my own spiritual journey that have really given me um, peace in, in a time of, of complete total chaos and turmoil and, and uncertainty. And, and so yeah. that's my journey. But, yeah. Yeah, so let's um, just a couple more quick questions about this coronavirus pandemic that we're dealing with right now. Uh, we will talk about some other precognitive dreams, but did you have anybody approach you with anything as you now know what's unfolding in front of us that you can look back and say, "Wow, that person saw this coming." Any of that come yeah. to you? You you did have that. Well, yes, I did. Um, I've actually studied a number of people that I esteem as. Um, um, 
futurists or people who were able to see things before they happen. I would call them prophets. Um, and I noticed that in 1986, I think there was a man um, who uh, actually, uh, David Wilkerson was his name, and he saw um, a, a plague going over New York City. He saw it um, shutting down uh, airlines, businesses, um, everything. He saw um people uh, getting sick with a respiratory uh, illness. And uh, David Wilkerson, now he's, uh, I think he passed away around maybe three to four years ago, maybe a little bit longer, but uh, he's got some material out there that now since he's gone, um, I, I've read some of his things and I noticed even today, it was uh, kind of popping up on my Facebook feed a little bit. Several people were quoting that very little passage about 1986 when he saw this happening. And um, so there's a number of people that, that I've just discovered in my journey that have had certain things they could um, predict or see before. Yeah. There's another man that I followed, uh, John Paul Jackson. He was actually one of my mentors in dream interpretation. And he had um, uh, several encounters where he saw um, headlines. He saw 24 papers coming toward him. He saw um, uh, the perfect storm. He, he's he got all of this on uh, YouTube videos. You can go back and watch. He passed away in 2014. And so uh, he had, or excuse me, 2015. And he outlined a number of things uh, through uh, prophetic visions that he saw um, that happened now that are happening now and even some future things that haven't happened now. And, uh, he lines them out and I'm going back and I'm, I am in awe. I'm, I'm in complete and total awe at what was being shown to him. Um, you know, and he's since gone. I mean, he's, he's yeah. now not even, he's, he's uh, passed on. And when, in my book, there was a, when we were writing this book, there was a woman who actually had a, a dream about the tsunami over in Thailand. And uh, she saw the airplanes tossed upside down. She saw all these different things, the water coming in and rushing. And uh, she got a hold of me and she had documented that dream a year before it happened. And she had a dream journal and she had it noted and notarized. She she knew it was that strong of a dream that something was going to happen, a tsunami, and wow. she documented it. And I put it in my book. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. What is it about some people being able to have these precognitive prophetic dreams? Not everybody has them, but it also doesn't seem to be f concentrated with people who might have what we would consider to be psychic powers or anything. It just seems to be very random. Yeah, I think there's gifts that are given to men. Uh, I think we're born with them, some of them, uh, that, you know, we just have the ability, uh, special abilities to see things or to know things before they happen. I think the creator puts us together in certain ways. We're all different. There's not a cell that's going to be any anything like anyone else. We're all completely and totally different. Uh, our DNA is different. Everything about us is different. And so um, when, you know, we're being... Um, you know, formed basically, and we're, we're being birthed. We, we are, I believe that we actually do have gifts that we're born with. And, um, 
and some people, you know, uh, connect them back to the creator and some people connect them to the universe or whatever else. But uh, in my in my study, in my journey, I've noticed the most uh, accurate have been the ones who have been uh, had had a God consciousness. And so um, that's been very intriguing to me. And that's where I've learned a lot of things, um, you know, from from that perspective. Yeah. So I believe we're born with it. I think I I've met, I can't even tell you how many people we've met on the streets and different places where we've gone and we've interpreted thousands and thousands of dreams all over the world. And there will be people who will tell me, uh, I dream things and then they happen. I dream things mm-hmm. and then they happen mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll listen to the dream and we'll, we'll hear what they say. And we know that they've been given, they were born with that gift. They had that gift, and they uh, oftentimes it was uh, some many times actually they were tragic. You know, there was a relative or there was a friend or something, and someone was uh, you know uh, going to die in a car wreck or whatever. You know, and and I would say to them, if you if you have these dreams and you know that they're repetitive and you you know you're having experiences where you know things and then they happen. My suggestion is, I think we've talked about this before on other podcast or uh, broadcasts with you, um, is to begin to um, maybe help the person make a different choice or decision so that they don't find themselves in that place at that time, you know, with that kind of thing. So I kind of look at it like a search and rescue. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can give a warning. If you get a warning dream about someone, you can say to them, I had this dream and I've had these before and I'm not trying to freak you out or scare you, but I think that I want you to know that so, I've, I've had a dream. About so what you. do you do? What do you do, Cindy, as a, as a dream interpreter, a master dream interpreter, what do you do and what do, should the average person do? Let's say, you know, you're getting ready to go away on a trip. And, mm-hmm. you know, your brother calls you, your sister calls and says, hey, you know, I had a dream last night um, that you were traveling and the plane crashed. Do you not get yeah. on the plane? Um, I, I actually weigh it. I weigh it out and I um, I go to the airport and I and I listen very closely. If I get a premonition, if I get an impression that I shouldn't be on that plane. Uh, normally, and for my walk, you know, for me, uh, something will come up. I'll either not get on, or it'll, the plane will be overbooked, or it'll be delayed, or something. They'll be they'll find a, an issue with the plane, um, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I ask God, honestly, I just say, is this something I need to pay attention to, or is this something that is, you know, was a a fear-based type dream from them and they're just warning me. So um, I, I've just learned how to walk pretty cautiously and not have a nature reaction. I mean, that's, that's not, that's not a phone call I want to get because I don't, that's a weird (laughs) position to be put in. Although at the same time, maybe it's a blessing that you get the, I don't know. Well, well, let's move on because this one's hurting my head. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just getting back to this again, this situation we're in right now, is there a way that dreams individually can help us get through this? Yes. Yes, I'm pretty sure that that that's going to be uh, amped up. I believe that there's going to be more and more dreams that will be um, given to us, you know, especially in uh, troubled times and times when we can't figure it out on our own. Um, I think 
uh, dreams are, are a very important vehicle. They're a very important uh, portal of communication from the creator to the creation. And I believe that you do get understanding and you do get warning and you do get um, mm-hmm. the ability to see things or to know things or to uh, things will be unpacked for you in a dream that you wouldn't normally get just waking hours because when we're awake and we know that we're in a situation like we're in right now, um, you know, we have a tendency to get freaked out. And so we're trying to, to navigate with, uh, it, it feels like a, we have a blindfold on kind of, you know? And so when we're not panicked, when we're sleeping, when we're in a peaceful place or in a place where we're not, striving to to understand or to figure things out that's when in my in my experience that's when a lot of the dreams of instruction will come and they will give us a, a insight as to our part what is it that we need to do um and we've you know we found that even with the native american tribes and different ones there were um you know that that they would pilot their entire um, battles or efforts through uh, dreams. Um, we've known, you know, all throughout, of course, um, even the birth of Jesus, you know, the earthly father, Joseph, was given three dreams uh, in a very precarious time, and he didn't even know what was going on, and he was given three dreams of what to do during that time to uh, to keep Jesus alive. So I think that when we have these kinds of situations, dreams increase. I think when they're the more uh, troubled the, the situation is or the time is or things like that, I believe that if we calm down and we ask for the spirit of truth to give us a dream, I believe that that it will happen. And I believe that there's a communication. I have a a concept, of course. I think God's always trying to talk to us. I think He's always trying to talk to us. We're not. We're just not always in a place to listen. Is and are, is dreaming one of the most common ways? Whether it's God or some other spiritual connection, um, for those who might not think that way, um, is that where most of these message messages will come from? Um, well, it's, it's a real solid one. Yeah. I mean, some people have uh, deja vu or they'll have, they'll see signs, you know, or different things. There's other ways that people have determined uh, how to plot their course, but, um, dreams are, are pretty legit. I mean, they're, they're just a pretty valid way of, of being able to communicate. And I think they send us on a search. I do. I think that they begin to send us on a search. I believe there's dreams that impact us on such a level that we're going, we have to seek a matter out. We need to find out what's going on. We need to understand some things. We we have to, uh, you know, begin to search out um, in my, in my experience, uh, the scripture for me, I'll, I'll go and search things out and see, are, is there a pattern? Is there something that I need to follow? Is there something, a message that I need to be paying attention to? Um, and that's been a, a real help for me. It's been a, a solid um, pathway for me and a journey for me. So 
um, but there are, of course, other other ways. You'll have people, and I have friends even that are very accurate in um, and calling out information about a specific person, um, dates, uh, their birthday, their um, you know their middle name, their address, that kind of thing. And then they have a word of encouragement for them, a word of um, a future that will give them something to hold on to, like handlebars or uh, some sort of a, you know, like something to hold on to uh, that gives them a hope for their future. And that's intriguing to me as well. So um, I believe we're in times like we've never seen before. And just what we're talking about with all this crazy virus and this weird, the way that it, it it's not, um, it's unpredictable. People yeah. are learning about it. This is something we've never, we've never had this happen before. So, um, you know, we're looking for how do we, you know, what, what is there to learn? Yeah. I guess would be my thing. What is there to learn about what we're experiencing right now? And then how do we, how do we become better prepared for anything that would happen, earthquakes, you know, tornadoes, uh, tidal waves, whatever it might be, you know, whatever thing that might uh, try, what is it that we can, how can we be better prepared, you know? Cindy McGill is our guest tonight, master dream interpreter, also author of the book, What Your Dreams Are Telling You, Unlocking Solutions While You Sleep. Her website is cindymcgill.org. Cindy, before we get back into the um, questions that I have, one of the folks in our chat room was asking about the name that you uh, offered in um, in the first part of our discussion when we were talking about prophetic dreams, you, a gentleman that you said passed away in 2014. Yeah. I, I can't remember the year exactly. Who was that? They're looking for the name. That, yeah, it's John Paul Jackson. Uh, and he has a, a website. He has a, 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 a um, business uh, called Streams. Uh, it's actually called Streams Ministries, but he he was a real mentor to me in in the early days of learning to interpret dreams. And uh, he had a dream show actually. I think you can still catch that on his uh, YouTube. And um, yeah, John Paul Jackson. He's got a number of resources, and he's got a, a number of of, of um, prophetic. Um, type of uh, uh, things that he left video wise he showed he told what he saw coming um, for the days that now we're living in and um, and uh, yeah they're starting to happen so and he and like I said he I think he passed away I think it was in 2015 um, so it was uh, it was quite interesting it's been it's just a, like I said there's so many things we don't know there's so many things that we just think, oh, well, yeah, sure. But but when we begin to do our research and we seek and we search a matter out or we search about things, that's when I think that we begin to gain more and more clarity and understanding and things begin to make sense. And sometimes we can even see a pattern uh, developing. Um, and, and, you know, like all of us have our own uh, pathway and our own journey and things that we do and how we we discover how to, to live life or, or walk a path. But, um, but 
it, it's it's just been a real interesting journey for me. I've discovered people that I never thought I would ever meet or hear from, or and um, and then some, like I said, uh, David Wilkerson, you know, that little thing that kept coming up every day uh, for a couple of days now. Yeah. Um, in 1986, he saw the plague coming over New York, and um, he saw, uh, you know, the the um, hospitals full, and he saw um, the uh, businesses shut down and banks shut down and different things. And again, uh, 1986. So, wow. um, yeah, it's it's fascinating. It, it is. Really is. It is very fascinating. Let's talk about the substance of dreams a little bit and get a sense of what we think we know about them, because I know they're somewhat mysterious and nebulous. But are dreams a physical, a biological creation, or are they spiritual, or is it a combination of all of the above? It's a combination, I think, of both. I think we're created to dream, and so that's a physical thing. But I think that dreams can come from, uh, you know, uh, you can have dreams that come from uh, different spiritual sources as well. Uh, And then you have your own uh, dreams that just come from your human spirit. Uh, They just come out because of things that we've uh, concluded or, or, you know, they're – Let's just say, you know, you have a crush on this person or that person and you've given attention to it and your feelings have gone that direction. And now in your dream life, you're living out a fantasy or you're living out something about that person that, you know, you've had an affection for or something like that. So uh, those are, I call them uh, soul dreams or self-revealing dreams just about you. You know, they're just, they don't have a lot of maybe truth to them. Maybe they do, but um you know, I've noticed uh, if if people, let's just say a young a person, a college student just, you know, hops from this person to that person to this person to that person. Well, you'll notice that they'll have a dream about the person, whichever one they're with now, right? So um, those would be self-revealing type dreams or soul, what I would call soul dreams. They're from the emotional realm. But then you've got, um, you know, the spirit aspect where, You've got dreams that will come from a negative source. They'll come from, because we live in a spirit spirit world. I always think that um, we're spirit beings having a temporary human experience. <laughs> That's the way I like to <laughs> it's think. It's a good way to we're put it. <laughs> a temporary human experience. It's right? a temporary, so, uh, it's a moment of temporary human insanity in some cases. <laughs> exactly right, right. And so, um you know, you, you'll have, you have to kind of discover the source. And we did, I did talk about that in my book too, you know, discover the source, find out where it's coming from and begin to, um, that way you can conclude and understand where, where, um, where you need to go with it. And if it's something you need to pay attention to, uh, the most important dreams or the most instructive dreams that I've interpreted and have had myself, I've had to consider the source. Where is this coming from? Is this coming from me? Um, is it coming from uh, self, truth, or a lie? Where is it coming from? Um, right. If it's coming from a lie, then I don't need to pay any attention to it. I don't need to act on it. I don't need to take action on it. If it's coming from self, I just need to come to a self-realization about some things that probably need to shift in my life. If it's coming from the spirit of truth, I need to pay attention. 
I need that. That's going to have me take action. That's going to want me to ha uh, do something about it or to give me more insight or something that I need to, um, to pay attention to. So, um, those are the three that I've discussed in, in my book under uh, framework, a framework for a proper dream interpretation. And so once you discover the source, then you examine the message, uh, especially, uh, you know, if it's a lie, like I said, you don't have to, you can understand that it's just a, a, a false dream. Okay. It's something that uh, isn't going to benefit you in the future. Um, so you can still discover the elements of the dream and, and just kind of pass it on. Uh, if it's a self-dream, you want to do a self-realization. Where do I need to change? What do I need to correct? What's, what's taking up my emotion? What's pulling me in a certain direction? And if it's a, a dream from the spirit of truth, that's going to lead me and guide me into all truth. So I need to pay attention to that. And that's something I may need to take action on. So, um, and then I, I take apart the dream. I, I begin to look at all the aspects of the dream. How do they fit together? What's the focus of the dream? What's the uh, sub-focus of the dream? And then how, do it, how does it apply to a life, my life or a life of the person I'm interpreting for. Um, how does it, how does it, and even, and even if it's a scary dream, we have a lot of, um, you know, that are people being chased and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Act, you know, axed up and <laughs> knife, I mean, just name it. It's just, and uh, they just all, they're all gory and people are freaking out and sweating while they're telling me the dream. Ugh. And I always, I always turn it around and I think, well, okay, you know, uh, that chances of that happening are one in about what, uh, I don't know, a million, but what was the real purpose? What are they coming? What is this thing coming after? In other words, let's look at your value because that's what's being attacked. It's because you have value and you have purpose and you have something that you are, that is, is you're created that way to benefit the earth in some way. So what is it that they're, what is it coming after? And then I begin to build on that and give them something to take away. What is the takeaway? The takeaway is you have future, you have a hope. You're not meant for destruction. You're meant for purpose. You've got, um, you know, you've got so many things available to you and through you that will benefit this earth in the life that you're living right now. That's why you're still here. And so um, that's where, that's where I go with these uh, being chased and tormenting type dreams. Um, um, I just, I look at, well, where were you being tormented? Yeah. Let's, you let's, know, well, I, I have a whole, I want to talk about those types of dreams specifically, but before we do that, I want to jump to our phone lines. And by the way, if you're trying to get through the number is 607-282-4029. This is Leanne from Illinois. Hi, Leanne. Welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Well, um, I have two types of dreams. I have hilarious dreams, and then I have night terrors. There's no in between. Okay. Do you have and night terrors? Are, are to the point where I actually will scratch myself accidentally. And the and the the funny dreams, I wake up laughing. 
do you have these dreams the same night? Like, will you have a funny dream and then have a night terror all in the same night, or is it are they spread out in different nights? No, it's it's either or. There's no not in the same evening or night. Do you want to share any specifics with uh, Cindy on either of those dreams? Well, the the hilarious dreams are usually um, from a relation past relationship that is no longer. I, okay. okay, pretty funny. <laughs> and then the night terrors, they, there's no rhyme or reason. There really isn't. Yeah. But it's always a really intense um, life or death. And as I indicated, I, I usually, most of the time, end up scratching myself or something to that effect, unfortunately. Yeah, so so, yeah. so there's a real dichotomy there. What do you think about that, Cindy? It's There's no in-between for Leanne. Yeah, I think it tells me something about her. I think you're really black and white. I think that, and what I mean by that is, is things are very, um, they're very, uh, you know, you see things either very positively or very negatively. And I think when the night tears come, they're to try and trip you up during a, a time when you should be advancing. I know that night tears are, uh, they're, they're, traumatic i mean um and you really don't have a lot of control during that time my grandson used to have him and he would stand up in the bed and we couldn't even get him awake and he would beat the wall and he would do things you know we would have to try and get him to to lay back down and come out of this night terror and that's exactly i mean it's a definition of what that is it's just a tormenting type dream that comes in the nighttime but i i feel like that um, this would, this would be a, um, a suggestion for you so that you can begin to have dreams that are directional, that give you some um, forward, uh, some, some, something to look forward to. And that would be that every night before you go to bed, if you would just put your hands out and just ask for um, a, a calm and peaceful, meaningful, truthful dream to be uh, given to you that night. And I believe that if you do that, that you'll begin to see a change up in your uh, dream life. I think it'll start to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you'll begin to have some really uh, clear, meaningful type dreams. Now that's interesting. Yeah. So I can direct myself prior to um, going to sleep at night. I believe you can. I think you can. And if you just state it out your mouth, because your words have power. And so you can actually begin to um, say something out in the atmosphere and put your hands out and say, I want peaceful, calm, you know, revealing, truthful dream tonight. And uh, I would do this in repetitive form even over for a week or two and see if things don't begin to change in your whole dream life. Because I notice that when people pay attention to them, they start having more dreams because people would say to me, well, I don't dream or I don't remember my dreams or this or that. Well, you do, you dream every night. And, but you, if you don't remember them, I think if you pay attention to them, if you consciously begin to pay attention to them, then it awakens you. I think it awakens you in yourself. It awakens you in the spirit realm 
for you to be able to receive information. So I'm going to, I would suggest you try that. Thanks for the call, Leanne. I do want to ask one follow-up question to that. What about the fact that she scratches herself, Cindy? Is that common um, or is it just, a, yeah. you know, you're moving your hands around. If you happen to have fingernails, you're going to end up scratching yourself regardless. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is common. People do often hurt themselves uh, during a night terror. Like I said, it's it's kind of like uh, um, um, they're not they're really hard to get awake. Uh, it's a tormenting type of a dream. It comes and it it takes over a person. I notice that sometimes people, when they're on uh, Ambien or they're different things, they'll eat, they'll get up and make a full meal and eat it and everything, and not even remember that they did it. Well, the the same type of thing can happen in a in a night terror. It just begins to consume you pretty much because you're in such a deep sleep that um, it it you know you can scratch yourself you just yeah. you're fighting it off probably and so you'll notice that you'll have little scratches on your face or whatever if you're wailing your arms flailing your arms right. around or whatever right yeah. again thank you leanne for the phone call if you're trying to get through the telephone number is 607 282 uh we did have a question scroll through our chat room here abby wants to know is there any particular meaning if you have recurring dreams about trains or train cars? Yes, it's actually um, a very common dream. Um, trains uh, have to do with being on the right track. They have to do with uh, taking you in a direction that you're meant to go. And it's also training. So you're in training for something. So it's, uh, it's educational. And so you can, it's a play on words oftentimes. But when you're, if you're getting on a train or getting off of a train, you're either coming out of something that you've been learning or you are going on to something that you will be learning and you'll be on a right track that will be taking you to a destination. Yeah. Is that so, true of any kind of transportation type dream, whether it's a plane, cars, trains, anything like that? They all, they all have different meanings. Uh, planes, um, uh, it's more of a, uh, I'm going to call it more of a, a visionary type of a, a dream where you're up higher. It's kind of like a flying dream mm-hmm. where you have the special ability to see from a different level. And so it's going to take you up above your, your, um, playing field on the ground, right? It's going to give you another perspective from a higher level. Okay. So that's what planes can be. And other people, if you're on a plane with other people, then they're all going in the same direction you are. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of you uh, going um, on that journey, so to speak. Um, Cars, it, it it has to do with your life. So that means um, if it's your car that you have now, it's present tense. If it's a car that you you used to own, it's past tense. If it's a car you've never owned, then you have to dis- determine the type of car that it is. Um, like, um, you know, I had a, a dream once where I was driving in a Ford Explorer. And at that time, I did not have a Ford Explorer and but I was in one, and so that that had a double meaning. It meant that I was on an exploration. I was on some sort of a a journey. I was on a hunt for something, right? And I was uh, passing waterways, and I saw fish jumping. So I got out and got my pole and caught a fish. And so I knew that it was going to benefit me somehow, like 
this journey was going to uh, fish or provision. So it had to do with, um, you know, t- being on a journey that was going to benefit me in some way, you know, it was going to be healthy. It's a good thing. So I had to interpret the fact that I was in a Ford Explorer, but I didn't have one at the time. So anytime people tell me dreams about, well, I was in this car, well, is it your car? And then are you driving or is someone else driving? If someone else is driving, they're in control of your life. They're taking you in places that you may or may not want to go. So those, all of these uh, things are important. And that's why, you know, I have some symbols in the back of my book, but I don't always go by that because you have to have the whole dream to see the picture, to know how to right. better interpret the dream, right? Right. Because otherwise I'm pulling stuff out of the air. Well, that was one of my questions because, and I know we've, we've talked about several of these concepts in our other discussions, but I like asking the questions again because we have constantly new people listening. But when it comes to certain images, like we talked about trains, we just talked about cars, we talked about planes, we talk about these things. Um, but I, from what I'm, what I'm understanding and what I'm hearing you say is that those meanings can change depending on the person, the situation the person finds themselves in. It's really... Uh, different from individual to individual, isn't it? It is. It is. Absolutely. It is because dreams are, are going to communicate to you about you or the way that you think. For instance, uh, some people can have a dream about dogs and um, if they love dogs, then they're friendly and they're comforting and they, they bring joy to the person. But if they hate dogs or they've been bit by a dog or they're very deathly afraid of dogs and they have a dream about dogs, it takes on a whole new meaning. So, uh, you know, now it's an enemy. It's not a friendly thing. It's not something that, um, you know, that uh, it's going to be, um, you know, they're not going to want to entertain it. They're not going to want to have a dog around. So uh, all of these types of dreams, again, you have to identify, you know, those things before you can give an accurate or, you know, hopefully accurate interpretation to the dream. Yeah. We had another question go through our chat room here, and this is about group dreams. The question is, can people, um, multiple people have the same dream and not know that they're all having the same dream? And are we seeing any increase in that type of activity? Yes. The answer is yes. (laughs) To both? (laughs) Yes. You were seeing an increase in it because a lot of people are getting messages about the same thing. Um, for instance, uh, they can all have uh, teeth falling out dreams um, and we'll be at a, like, for instance, a Sundance Film Festival because we did that for so many years. And we'd, we'd go out one night to interpret dreams and we'd have within 15 to 20 minutes, we had uh, a six teeth falling out dreams. Uh, and so we thought, well, then they're all dreaming the same thing. In other words, it's a time where this is uh, – and teeth falling out is one of the number one dreams, by the way. Um, and what that really means is when you, you're getting ready, usually I'll start with, you're getting ready to make a big decision. Something's coming up that you didn't expect and you're losing your teeth. And when you lose your teeth, then you don't have anything to bite down details. If you're going to sign contracts or enter into a marriage or buy a house or whatever it might be, you want to make sure that you go back and, and examine what you're doing, make sure it's the right time and it's the right thing and that you're not missing anything. Because if you don't have teeth, you'll swallow something whole. 
And when I went with that type of interpretation with these people within a, you know, a, let's say an hour's time and there were that many dreams, then um, almost always they, they, it's exactly where they were in their life. And that was what was happening to them. So yes, to both, you can, many people can have the same dream um, or at least have the same element within the dream and a few variables that would be specific for, to them individually. But it gives me a heads up as to, oh, there's this whole thing now going on with people making decisions. So all these, you know, the same thing with flying dreams. I'll find um, we'll be out at a some sort of an event. We'll be interpreting dreams. And here's all these people with flying dreams, you know. And I have teams, so I have like 50 dream interpreters on the streets and and they'll come back and go, oh my gosh, we just had like six flying dreams, you know, and I'm like, well, I had at least five. And so now we know that people are being uh, activated in their gifting. They're being able to to be lifted up uh, at, a, at a time when they need to see things from another level. Um, there's a, a bird's eye view or there's something that's happening that they need another perspective about. And so it's really, like I said, it's intriguing. It's fun because we don't know these people and they don't know us and they yeah. don't know each other. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I want to ask about uh, nightmares, but I, I also have some other questions that I'll ask about scary dreams in a little bit. But this one specifically, because I've had this happen to me recently. What is it about um, a dream where you actually are quite terrified, yet the dream itself isn't scary? It could be you're just walking down the street, but yet your body is reacting as though you're having a terrifying dream. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, again, is that not common? You sound like maybe you haven't heard that too many times. No, I, I have heard it. You have. It's not, not, not a, a lot, but yes, I have heard it. And what I think is um, that again, we have a whole uh, spirit world going on all around us all the time. And it's like, uh, that would be likened to uh, walking into a place you've never been before or a restaurant or whatever. And you just have this weird feeling. You can't put your mind around it. Yeah. You don't really know. You don't have knowledge of it. It's just that something tells you that something's off, you know, like I need to possibly leave or it's not where I'm meant to be kind of thing. So I would kind of liken it like that. Like you're walking down the street and all of a sudden you're, your spirit is reacting to something that you don't see with your natural eyes and you don't understand with your natural mind. And it doesn't mean that it's not, uh, it, it could be a warning. I'm thinking for you, it could be something of, Hey, heads up, you know, um, I'm in the, you're reacting to something that, uh, isn't, isn't visible yet. Um, and you don't know what it might be, but you just right. felt like I need to get out of here. You know, I've had that happen to me. Like, I just got to get out of here. And some, so sometimes here. in my personal experience and, and when I have quote unquote nightmares, this is this is how they tend to be. It's the, the situation I'm in in the dream isn't necessarily frightening, but there's an overwhelming sense of dread that I am feeling from whatever it is that is happening. And it's dread. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to describe it. Hmm. Have you had a lot of disappointments? <laughs> yeah. do i have to answer that um <laughs> no, you don't. but the answer no, is of course but, you know i mean it's particularly yeah, in this yeah. kind of business it's always up and down sure. but um yeah yeah so i mean that that sense of dread is probably more disturbing than just being scared right yeah right because you you, you know you're 
if you dread something, um, you know, you're just feeling like I'm just a failure or it's just not going to work out or it's just one more disappointment. It's one thing on top of another type of thing. And I just dread it. I just don't want to do it. I just don't have the uh, energy to keep going or whatever. And so I feel like, um, uh, again, that I would interpret something like that to say, well, you know, if you're, if you're dreading it, if it's something that you're not into, or it's just not getting it for you anymore, I would say then it's possibly that, uh, that you're getting uncomfortable enough to make a choice and a different change in your life about something. So, um, you know, that you, you're like, there's something better for me and it's not here kind of thing. Um, and uh, you know, that that's happened a number of times with people when they're getting ready to, you know, to, I don't know, change, move to a different state or they're, they're just uncomfortable, you know, things just aren't right. And we had that happen when we moved from Utah to Texas, we just got uncomfortable. It was just time for us to go. We knew it. And then we couldn't put our mind around it. We just dreaded being there anymore. And we knew that it was time for us to leave. So we did. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I have a question here scrolling through the chat room, and it's about uh, the frequency of a dream. And I guess this can be asked in two ways. One is, if you have a dream enough times, does that increase the possibility that it may come true? Or um, is the reverse true? Is something that um, that uh, is a prophetic dream one that you will have frequently? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think uh, if you have a dream that you keep having over and over again, we actually look for those. Have you had a dream that you've had more than one time or one that you just can't shake off? That's usually our tagline of how we get people to tell us their dreams. The ones that are repetitive, it's like a knock on the door. There's, there's something you need to pay attention to if you're having a repetitive dream. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like it's going to keep knocking until you answer the door. Like it, you're going to keep having it until you do something or pay attention to it or seek a matter out about that dream uh, to find out what it is. Um, and it'll trouble you. Those repetitive dreams will trouble you. They'll they'll just keep going on and on and on until your until your life choices are changed. Until you make a choice, you change a direction. Um, I have an example of that where um, there was a young man that we had met um, and it was up at Sundance again. And it was, uh, he'd had a repetitive dream three nights uh, in a row, three nights every week for something like six years, the same dream Oh wow! over and over. And, yeah. That's torture. That's just torture. And we're like, Oh my gosh. Well, it was like, well then you've been having this for six years three nights a week for six years. Um, What is it that you were doing six years ago that you stopped doing or you got off course that brought you to a place where you're being challenged to re-examine what you left because something's nagging at you to get you to pay attention. And it was the dream was um, he could, he was uh, always in baseball and he couldn't find his glove. He was late to the game. He couldn't get his locker open. He couldn't find his shoes, you know, that kind of thing. Those are those um, dreams where everything you try and do to get in the game is frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had dreams and, like that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And so um, he, what we found out was uh, he was raised by a single mom, and his football coach 
um, what our baseball coach was his mentor, was his male model, role model. And when he turned uh, 18, 19, he decided to uh, leave his town and he took off to Europe and he went and, and um, he got off track. He just went out and started exploring the world. And, you know, and we've all done certain things like that. When we get older, we just want to go see what's out there and stuff. But what had happened is he had left his, um, he'd left his counsel. He'd left good counsel. He'd left someone who cared about him and poured themselves out for him and, and took him in as a son. And he didn't have that covering anymore. He didn't have that uh, access to that, to the fathering aspect of this man. And uh, he had just been, when we saw him, he had just been back home uh, to his hometown for a funeral. And he saw that man again mm. And he said, what have you been doing? And he said, not good. The, the guy, the kid said, I haven't been good. I haven't been doing good. I've been blowing money. I've been doing drugs. I've been doing this. And the, the guy who was like the baseball coach was just kind. He was a father. Mm -hmm. He wrapped his arm around him. He just told him, you know, let's, let's reconnect. Let's just get back together. He didn't, he didn't make him feel bad. He didn't pun, you know, say mean things to him. And and he was, um, we knew exactly what that was. You need to get back in the game. But in order for you to do that, you're going to have to change your direction. In other words, you're going to have to get off this merry-go-round of careless living and everything that you're doing and get with your purpose and get with what you're meant to do. And the guy just, <laughs> he, he said, I got to go call this guy, you know. And he did. He went up to the room and, and called the man who was his mentor all those years. And and I'm sure I can I didn't see him again, but I'm pretty sure that dream stopped. Wow. <laughs> <after that. laughs> let's yeah. jump. Let's jump to our phone lines here. This is uh, Tyler calling from California. Hey, Tyler, welcome to the program. Hey, JV, how you doing? Terrific. Thank you. What's on your mind, my friend? Awesome. Yeah. So I was just wondering, I've been having every time I have dreams. Lately, they've all happened at my the home I grew up in. Like, the, like no matter what the subject of the dream is, it's always at the home that I grew up in. Let me ask you this before I let Cindy take a crack at it there. Is it comforting to you that that's the case? Um, not always, no. actually. It just it's, no, it doesn't matter what the dream is, whether it's bad or good. It's always there. Gotcha. Hmm. Cindy, what do you think about that? Um, I think that that's a very common dream. Um, a lot of times people will have um, uh, dreams about the, the house they grew up in. Uh, it has to do with generational. It has to do with addressing something during the time that you actually lived in that house. Um, it has to do with your forming years. Um, and the, you said it was a house you grew up in. So that tells me that it has to do with something of identity. It has to do with um, uh, things you were uh groomed for you were told about and there's something that needs to be revisited sorry there's an echo so i'm just trying to i can hear myself um and um there's something that you need to go back and revisit that you're going to connect with that's going to be another piece of your puzzle about your life and it's going to give you direction and it's going to give you um um you're going to reconnect and and pick up where you left off so to speak 
So it's a very common dream. Uh, it's common to, to be the age you are now back in your high school, you know, or okay. something like that. So, um, it's just something that has yeah, to do with your identity. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Tyler, go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, sorry. So yeah, both of my parents actually passed away. Um, a to the day a year apart one was cancer and one was a heart attack so oh, i wasn't wow. sure if that had something to do with it did that is that when the dreams started um it started after both of them were gone after maybe they like both a year passed. after after they both passed does that affect mm-hmm. it uh, cindy well i think it it you know um yeah i mean that would definitely have something to do with your dream you're missing them you're missing that part of your life. You're missing those formative years. You're missing all of the uh, rearing that you had, you know, from your parents. And uh, but it, again, it it, uh, it defines you. It brings you into your identity and who you are and what was invested in you during those years living in that house. And um, you know, we all have um, times where we've lived uh, a certain time in our lives in younger years, you go past that house again and all this flood of memories comes back, right? When you see the house and you see that place again, or you smell that smell again or whatever. And, um, and I think that's what's happening is that you're, you're, you're connecting with what you learned when you were younger, that was giving you direction for the rest of your life. That's going to give you purpose and direction and i i wouldn't be surprised if you have dreams where um one of your parents because they're both uh past now uh would come back to you in a dream it's not that the parent would be coming back them coming back but it's the memory or the message that they had for you during that time while they were on the earth um and i wouldn't be surprised if you have um some dreams like that where they actually come and they you know talk to you or comfort you or give you, you know, you just see them and it brings you, um, it brings you back to when you were growing and you were learning and it's a connection, you know, you have a connection. Tyler, thank you for the phone call. Let's go to, uh, this is Catherine in Michigan. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the program. Hi. What's on your mind? Hi. Hi. Uh, I have lots of dream of my recently dead loved ones. Does that mean anything? Are they trying to give me messages? Well, again, you know, it's, I think that we, we have had those types of dreams uh, told to us many, many times. And I do think that it has something to do with you missing them. Okay. So that's your heart and your emotions, uh, people that you, their loved ones, they're people that have are no longer here and you miss them and you have affection toward them. Also, uh, it, whatever they did, uh, offer you or give you while they were on this earth and while they had a, a part of your life, uh, what was some of their, the value, what was some of the valuable things that you took away or you learned from them while they were, while they were with you, you know? And uh, it's a mix. It's a mix between your emotional connection because you miss them because you can't go back and see them anymore. And so it's a bit of an emotional connection that brings you comfort, but it also makes you wish that they were there. Um, but again, it, it, it's propelling you forward into your um, growing up and assuming your identity, but it's also things that they could have 
imparted to you or given to you counsel, whatever, um, you know, that how they, how did they affect your life? How were they, uh, how, how meaningful were they and what did they do and say when they were with you and before they passed on, you know? So, um, I, I think it's great when, when that kind of thing happens. I know it's, you wake up and you feel like, oh man, I'm not forgotten, you know, and I'm, I miss them and I love them. And, um, so it's not a bad thing at all. Did you feel uh, comforted by those dreams at all, yes. Catherine? You did. Well, yeah, That's huge in itself. And I, think. I don't believe, I, I actually believe it was like a premonition or a message because I don't have it all the time, Yeah, but Sorry. No, it's it okay. No, it's okay. It was a message because I remember there was a time before my mom, after my mom died, my dad and I were talking a lot about my mom and because uh, he outlived her. And all of a sudden, I had a dream of her saying, I'm okay. And she was crocheting, which that's what she always did when she was alive. And that was it. Wow. And I have also, I also have many pictures of dead people in my house. Okay, I'm not nuts, but <laughs> I have many pictures of uh, dead loved ones, shadow people, stuff like that. So, right. and that was the only time my mom came to me. My dad has come to me to wake me up. Oh, wow. He would say Catherine, and he was the only one that called me Catherine, him or my mom. Uh, even though that's my full name, nobody else called me that. And I'd wake up and there was something going on, like a message, you well, know, like you get up and go do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So right. I believe in that. I believe that, you know, I know we're, we're mourning. I believe in all that, but I also believe that I think it's more than mourning. I think sometimes our loved ones are just there. Yeah. They're watching us. They're like guardian yeah. angels. They're <laughs> giving us messages because, you know. Well, I think yeah. I think that's rather wise, Catherine, and I'm glad you find the comfort in that because my next question, and, and thank you for the phone call and sharing your story, by the way, but my next question for Cindy is, Cindy, what about dreams uh, that help us deal with grieving? Um, and just to bring my own personal experience into this, I lost most, both of my parents a few years apart, and my father passed away several years before my mom, but I didn't dream about him at all right. um, until after my mom died. Then I dreamed about them both. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we process things in grief differently. Everyone grieves differently. And it's interesting because when we, you know, when we do have a, a loved one that passes on, we, we are going to go into a grieving time and uh, there's, there's no way to do it. Okay. There's, you're just going to have to work through it. You're going to have to grieve the way you do. And when you have dreams about your parents or people like that, you love so much and that you, you've dreamed about them together. Well, then it tells me that they are together. And, um, and like, um, our Catherine just said, you know, the mom came in, she was knitting and said, I'm, I'm okay. It's almost like a part of that, a closure, like I'm okay. I'm good. Like I'm, 
I'm I'm not here on this earth, but I'm definitely okay. I'm I'm um I'm in a place that is where there's no more fear, there's no more pain, there's full of comfort. You know, it's like you're they're in a <laughs> they're in a place where where they're not having to deal with or go through anything that we're going through on this earth. And so it is a part of the grieving process. Uh, and we hear that a lot. And we've heard, uh, we've known people that have, I've had that happen myself. And we've also known people that have had that um, happen where, you know, it's part of your grieving. It, you, it, it could happen three and four and five and six years from now. So it, it, no one can tell someone how long they should grieve or how they should grieve or any of that. It's all going to be uh, individual according to the way you're made and, and how you process things and how you come to terms with, you know, the fact that you're, you're in a new place, a new season, a new life, because these people aren't with you now. And so now you're, you're, you're moving on through your life with, with that part missing on the, in the natural realm, but not in the spirit realm. So. The, the um, several people in our chat room have uh, set, used the line, I don't dream. And I've always been told or heard that um, even if you don't remember that you had a dream, you dreamt. That's something that we do every night. What's the truth? Do we know? The, yes. Yes, it is the truth. You have, um, I actually have it in my book. Um, you dream um, every night. Uh, most people dream about um four dreams a night. And so you'll have around 1400 dreams each year, even if you don't remember them, um, because it is part of your makeup. It's part of the way you are. Um, and so every night you will have research. This is research that shows that um, everyone has around four dreams each night. Those deprived of dreams actually become irritable, have difficulty concentrating, and hallucinate. Even more significant, if you were deprived of both food and dreams, you would be, uh, you would uh, die sooner from lack of dreams. So that means oh, that wow. research research shows that you spend one third of your life sleeping, and you have four dreams each night. That's fourteen hundred dreams each year, and by the time you're forty. About half your life, you will have had over 56,000 dreams. And 80% of the times, uh, the babies that are sleeping, they are dreaming. So we've, we've gone back and we've recorded and we've we found some research to support the fact that people are dreaming. Your mind is still working even though you're not conscious of it or you're in such a deep sleep or a REM sleep. You may not understand or know that it's happening, but it is. If you're on medication, if you have um, – if you have – uh, ambient or stuff like that puts you in a really deep sleep. You won't be able to have as, as vivid dreams. You won't probably remember as much about your dreams, but you're still dreaming. Um, and um, if you can, what I do is I try and when I'm waking up, I'll try and hold on. Um, somebody said recently, uh, the dreams that I wake up with are like, sometimes dreams are like disappearing ink. <laughs> like you know you've had them but yeah. you can't see them anymore right so I and that, ha that can on. happen quickly that can have i mean it, i i know i've woken up and within 10 minutes i've forgotten what i clearly remembered when i woke up yeah and if you can hold on to one element in the dream like just one major element like um a big theater room or um a lake or um 
whatever it might be that was in that dream, if you can hold on to one element or one person or one thing that was in that dream, you'll, it'll, it's almost like prophetic recall. You'll start going back and you'll start dreaming it again. And it'll, and I've had that happen to me many times. Mm. Um, I've just one element, just hold on to one thing. Yeah. Let's, um, let's go back to the phones. This is Danny calling from California. Hi, Danny. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You're welcome. What's on your mind? Danny, you there? Hello. Yeah, can you hear us? Sounds like you might be in a car or something. Can you hear us? Hello, Danny? Yeah, I can. Okay, what's on your mind? Hello? Danny? <laughs> Hi. Um, I had a dream. Hi. Hello? <laughs> Danny, I'm going to put Hello? you. Uh, can you hear us right now? Yeah. Okay. You you said you had a dream. What, what what's your dream about that Cindy can help you with? I I had a dream a few nights ago, and it was I was sitting in a just in a room facing a computer screen, and I was watching a young girl, probably college age, sitting at her computer, and we were trying to both of us we were trying to get connected onto like some sort of an online class, and. As we were doing that, the professor was telling us how to do it. And then as we were trying to get connected, just doing our thing, we, the girl asked, and I was watching her through my computer screen, watching her as she was doing this. And she asked the professor what we were learning about. And he said, he started talking. And as soon as he mentioned that the character in like the book or the movie or whatever we were learning about, he had like killed dogs. She just freaked out, and then she, like, threw something at the computer screen, and I was watching her do this, and then she started, I don't, she started almost convulsing, like, almost having seizure-like actions, and there was, off to the side of where she was, there was, like, a little, almost projector-looking thing, and it had a camera, and it had a red laser beam pointing right at the camera that I was viewing everything through. And she fell on the floor and started having weird things. And then the light turned off and it went dark and the light turned back on. And there was, I think it was someone in her family, but it was a male. And he came in, he was, he was trying to help her. And as he was trying to help her, the camera with the red laser beam, it was like looking around almost. And then the laser started to get thicker and just more, just, it was just thicker and it was just there. And and then the guy said to the girl, well, at least he's not alive. And the camera started, like, something broke on the camera. And then it started shooting, like, almost like it was shooting parts from, from the device it was. And then after it started shooting at them, they got quiet. And then the person, or not the person, the camera... Like, it kind of broke down, and then it ended up right in front of the screen that I was watching. Like, I was watching through a lens, and it came right in front, and it was right in front of the view. And then it, I don't remember which word, but it either said hide or it said run. Whoa. Hmm. Um, yeah. My, my, my question before I let Cindy tackle that is, uh, did you recognize the girl at all? No, I don't know who it was so supposed it, to be. It, it was a stranger, from what you can tell. Um, and we just talked about how it's difficult 
uh, for some people to remember dreams at all. And clearly, uh, Danny has a lot of detail, remembered a lot of this particular dream. What do you think of that dream? Yeah. Oh, it's a fear-based dream. She's observing in the dream, so it's not really affecting her personally, but she's just seeing something. So what she's, she's being shown something, a scenario. And in this case, it happened to be a professor that was killing dogs and the girl that she was, they were trying to connect or they were going to take the same class or whatever. Um, and the girl couldn't stand that. And she began to freak out and she convulsed and all this weird stuff started happening. And then the thing was hide or run. And I think that, um, you know, it has to do with probably just a, a fear-based dream, something that is a uh, very, uh, actually it's, unfortunately very common in your uh, I don't know how old you are Danny but um, in the younger generation um, running and hiding is not something that they don't do they they're they have to protect themselves a whole lot more and uh, I think that possibly um, this is just something that that's going on in your culture it's going on uh, in your time of, of learning or training and that kind of thing. I think that um, you're just being shown um, these things are happening. There's certain things that are just out of control. That seemed like the whole thing was, uh, I kept hearing the word out of control. It's just out of control. And, um, and the message uh, for the lens was run and hide, but I don't know that that's for you. I think it was just maybe echoing um, a generation that, that is like, freaking out over any number of things. Um, uh, I think that it's a good idea for you to protect yourself, of course. Um, I don't think that you need to have a knee-jerk reaction to a dream like that, but I think it's a fear-based dream. And I think also it tells me that you're you're in a learning stage right now in your life, Danny, where you're getting ready to to understand some things. You're gonna you're maturing, you're growing up and you're learning some things about culture and about um some real uh, possible threats that could that could be, um, you know, in the world today. But you've been you're smart, and you've also um, got education. You've got understanding. You're street smart, and you're able to understand and know, um, you know, how to navigate um, your learning time right now. Um, and uh, that. The whole thing wasn't about you as much as you were just seeing. You were observing in this dream. So I might have another. Been, yeah, I might have another yeah, another take on this. Danny, are you still there? Yeah. Have you watched Tiger King recently? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> okay. But I've heard a lot about it <laughs> because that may have explained it too. Because that's such a bizarre <laughs> series on Netflix. Hey, thank you, Danny, for sharing that uh, and. Um, uh, if I, I don't know, I, I'm not sure what to think of, but the fact that you can remember that much detail is impressive to me. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, we're going to run out of time here. So um, a couple things that I did want to uh, mention before we uh, have to let you go, Cindy. Um, when we talk about especially people who don't remember their dreams, are those dreams that we don't remember still influencing us um, maybe in a subconscious way? Um you mean dreams that you've had, but you can't remember all yeah, of them? Or are you remember I'm just talking about, you know, if we dream every night, and I can tell you that um, um, I, I remember very few dreams. So I know I'm dreaming every night, but I obviously don't remember what those dreams are. Are those dreams that I don't remember still affecting me? Are they still Possibly. influencing me? They could be, but I think that you'll have one. Um, 
I think that you'll have one. If, it, if it's a message that needs to get to you, I believe that you're going to have it. You'll remember it and you'll be able to know exactly what to do or you'll run into or you can get a hold of me. <laughs> you know, I can help you uh, understand what a dream uh, one of those dreams could possibly mean. So there is that always uh, dreams are layered. There's always a sub layer uh, of dreams, you know, so um, and and so, yes, they could be affecting you. But if it's one that you're, you know, that you're going to be needing to take action on, then it'll be very vivid to you and you'll, you'll be able to recall it, understand it, redream it is what happens. People, like when Danny was telling us the dream, I, she was redreaming the dream and telling us what she was dreaming while she said that's why she knew so much detail because she was, it was vivid recall. She could just remember it as if she just had the dream as we were seeing it with for her, with her the first time. Um, so yeah, they could be giving you some messages, but they'll they'll surface to the top if if it's something that you need to know and you need to remember, and then you'll you know you'll be able to take action on it. Some people think that uh, a deja vu situation is actually uh, a, a connection to a dream that we had that we didn't realize we had or may not remember. Anything to the, uh, yeah, truth, true that, about that? Yeah, I think that's true. I think that can be true. I also think that it's um, this, you know, that you're in the right place at the right time. So you're right on course. That's kind of how I look at deja vu. Like, oh, I've been here before. Well, there's no time. In heaven, you know, there's no time uh, except on earth. We're the only ones bound by time. And so, uh, you know, things are being lived out or played out. Our whole real or stories being played out. Um, and we're just riding course with the way that our lives should be going. And I think that's where I like to think that deja vu comes from. Cindy, um, but C- it can be also from another dream. Yeah, Cindy, your website is cindymcgill.org. Uh, your book right. your book is called What Your Dreams Are Telling You, Unlocking Solutions While You Sleep. We've had several people in the chat room uh, say, if I had a dream of a more personal nature, how would I contact Cindy directly to talk about it? Um, how would they do that, through the website? Yes, through the website. I actually have a space there where they can... Um, they can, I can, they can submit a dream, and then I can interpret the dream. There's a small cost for it for my time and sure. to keep us going. But um, yeah, they can submit a dream to me there. They can also buy my book there. Uh, we have our books that we send out from from that website as well. And there's a downloadable documentary that we did, and it was called Dreams, a documentary. And we filmed the whole thing uh, at the Sundance Film Festival, and there's a number of different dreams that are discussed in there. There's uh, examples of us interpreting on the streets for the Sundance Film Festival. And then um, so you can download that. It's a real great um, – you know, It'll keep your attention. There's a lot of really good dreams. You'll probably find some dreams. A lot of people find dreams in that documentary that they've even had. So um, it's a fun one. I want to do another one. I'm, I'm anxious to do another dream doc. I think it's fun. So... You know, anybody who turns on the news these days uh, has a lot of fodder for nightmares. Uh, What can we do uh, to end this conversation? What kind of advice can you give people so that when they go to bed at night, they have a better chance of dreaming of something happy? Yeah, it's what we told the first lady when she only had happy dreams or night terror dreams. And uh, I'm going to say that I want uh, people to, to, because your words have power. So we need to remember that your words have power. So if you go to bed at night and you ask the creator and you put your hands out and you say, peace 
and and um, I want peace. I want truth. I want uh, you know to be able to be. Uh, something revealing, a revealing dream, something that gives me hope and encouragement. And you can call that thing out and it will actually begin to to happen for you. It will manifest for you. And if you do it repetitively and you call on the creator and you ask for dreams to be given to you, there is a response there. It will begin to take place. You know, you might have to do it a few nights in a row, but I can almost guarantee you that it will begin to activate you in a positive way. And the positive words that you're speaking will actually begin to take and change the atmosphere in the room, change the atmosphere in your mind, change your atmosphere about yourself. And you'll begin to, um, to encounter, you'll begin to draw. It's almost like a magnet. It will draw a positive experience and a peaceful dream and a revealing dream and something that gives it'll, it'll almost, uh, it's a reset in your mind. You know, it's like, um, when I'm doing identity recovery for people, I'll tell them to go into the mirror and tell themselves 10 wonderful things about themselves while they're looking at themselves. And what happens is it re-triggers your mind to begin to believe what you, what you've just said about yourself. Because deep down, we know what we're made for. We know who we really are and not negative things that people have said over us. The same thing is true with dreams. Begin to speak out and give encouragement. Give, I want peace. I want revelation. I want truth. I want the spirit of truth to give me a truth dream. I want to rest easy. Um, and um, And I want to be able to sleep well and wake up in the morning and have, um, have a message for me that is encouraging. And and I can almost guarantee you what will happen. Abby in our chat, and I know we just asked this. I'm going to ask it one more time. Abby in our chat said, if I wanted to contact you, how would I do it? On my website, um, org, And uh, on there are all the links you can send a dream in. You can get the book. You can get the documentary. Um, I also teach dream workshops and courses, and we create them according to need and according to where um, uh, people are. Um, and so, yeah, there's all kinds of, and we're developing more and more um, resources. That's great. And I'm going to uh, end our conversation the same way I started it. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I, I always enjoy our time together. Cindy, thanks so much for being here. And I look forward to the next time we can get together. Oh, me too. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun. Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by J.V. Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.